Okay, a uh, Purim, Purim Cutten. We're in in the uh, first Ador. So I wish everybody a wonderful, joyous month. And it falls out in Parshas Tetzavah. Parshas Tetzavah is our Parsha for the week. So we find something very interesting where the Torah tells us, It says, You should speak to all those who are wise-hearted, who I filled with the spirit of knowledge. This is something from the Parsha that tells us what is to come in terms of the building of the base of Mikdash and all the different kalim, different um, clothing that is going to be used by the Kohanim. So it says specifically that Hashkadosh Baruch Hu wants people that are wise-hearted, Chachmei Lev. And we find similar comments about giving wisdom to the wise, that Hashkadosh Baruch Hu only gives wisdom to the wise. We find this in Sefer Daniel, we find this in the Medrash, and these words, they seem kind of counterintuitive. Why would you give wisdom to the wise? Our intuition would tell us that maybe you should give people things that they don't have. Indeed, this is the question that was posed to Rabiosi, who responded with the following dilemma. He said, if you had a choice between lending money to a poor man or a rich man, who are you more likely to give the loan? Obviously, the rich man, because he probably would have the means and the resources to repay the loan. The poor man would likely not be able to pay that back. So after the debacle of the elite university presidents trying to answer simple questions that any fifth grader should have been able to answer without equivocation or what is now the most made fun of word context, we can see who is actually wise. And this will shed some light on Chach Melev. So who do, what, what, what do foolish people do with their knowledge? So let's take your now average Harvard student. For years, getting into Harvard was like getting into the crema de la recatolato of colleges, um, basically the cream of the crop. With all the brains that they supposedly possess, a lot of people in Harvard and our elite universities have been reduced to parrots who are just uh, chanting stupid rhymes, and I believe that their brains are probably deteriorating quicker than all the stuff that they're smoking or whatever substances they're on when they're shouting these things, because they don't really make too much sense. I even recently saw a video clip where you have a college student from a supposedly elite college who's debating a more right-wing speaker, and the first words out of her mouth were free Palestine, stop Asian hate, and reduce fossil fuel emissions. You can't make this stuff up. This is how this uh, intelligent person, supposedly, starts off her her question to this uh, right-wing speaker. And this supposedly highly educated student proceeded to rant about all the injustices in the world, not listening to a single word from the speaker, because you could see her head shaking back and forth as if, no, 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 I'm not even going to listen to what your intelligence is going to uh, try to convince me otherwise. But her preface was to shout these silly chants that had really nothing to do with the the, uh, topic. So what's different about these so-called brilliant people that we have, supposedly, so I believe the answer is contained within the Pasuk that we quoted above. The Pasuk doesn't tell us that a smart person is wise, but wise-hearted. So why add the lave part, the hard part? So the Torah knows that the wisdom is attainable by most people. Most people can get smart if they are given the opportunities. But the rare combination of being both wise and of good character is indeed rare. Only such a person can be entrusted with building a Kaddish Baruch's house. And if the entrance exam to be one of the builders of a Kaddish Baruch's house was solely dependent on your IQ or your GPA scores, 
that house is not going to be a really great house. It will be grossly deficient. In fact, the Gemara and Brachos tells us that the entry requirements into Rabbi Gamliel's yeshiva required a character assessment, not an IQ test. It wasn't your GRE scores, your MCATs, your LSATs. The Gemara and Hulin even takes it a step further by saying that anyone who teaches Torah to someone who's of ill repute, he's as if he's an idol worshiper. And we see now what a Chacham Lev or Chacham Lev really is. And Rabbi Dr. Tversky tells us further, based on the Gemara and Bava Metziah, that the reason for the first Golas was not for other reasons, other than not saying brachos before learning Torah. Not saying brachos before learning Torah. So why is that the case? So because Torah is not just to improve your brain function. We don't learn Torah just to get smarter. But it's to help you to refine your character. If you can't recognize and appreciate the source, what good is your knowledge? So we have to learn Torah with pure intentions. And there are many scholarly people who can rattle off works of philosophy, poetry, psychology, etc. But that's where it begins and that's where it ends. There's no purity in this type of knowledge. And according to Rabbi Torsky, this is why the Gemara in Yuma tells us that giving over the Torah in its purest sense is like a potion. If not, it's like a poison. And the word that's used is zacha, which means to be pure. Like Shem and Zayas, zach. Zach means pure. And Torah learned and taught by a, pure, a person that has this purity in character then it has the ability to reach the wise. And this is what is meant by Chacham Lev. And many of our prophetic Rabbanim have known long ago what's currently happening in these supposedly elite colleges to these supposedly smart people. They predicted this many years before the elite colleges began openly failing our brightest and best students. So the bracha that I wish everybody is that they should have children, grandchildren that are all Chachme Lev, wise-hearted people. Have a wonderful Shabbos.